Live from the County Seat Sports Grill in downtown Lillington, this is Camel Call Live. My name is Chris Samar, and tonight we've got a jam-packed show for you. We are just two weeks away from the start of Campbell men's and women's basketball season. Monday night, November 7th, we will not have our usual Camel Call Live show here, but we will have a doubleheader to open the season as our women play at 5.30, followed by our men at 8. That's coming up in two Mondays in Gore Arena. So coming up in the second half hour of our show, our head men's basketball coach Kevin McGeehan will be here with a preview of the season and two of our best from the men's basketball team, Raleigh's own Ricky Clemens and from the country of Spain, Jesus Carolero will be here. But we kick off the show as we usually do with Campbell's head football coach, former Carolina Panther Mike Mincher. Now, this Saturday at NCANT, it's a battle for first place in the Big South Conference as the two conference favorites, both undefeated so far in Big South play, they will collide at 1 p.m. But, Coach, your three-game win streak was snapped on Saturday. This was a, a, a big game. 22-14 to 14 was the score. You went out of conference. The loss on the road was to the number six team in the country, Jackson State. Now, no team has played the undefeated Tigers that close, losing by just eight points. What did you like about your team's performance in that game? Well, Chris, um, I, I think the effort um, the guys came with, um, the guys really, you know, prepared right, did all the right things as far as that is concerned. So I, I like that about it. They, they was in the right mindset to go win that football game. Um, of course, when you're trying to win a game like that on the road against a top 10 team, it's a playoff game, and you have to be able to play smart in those situations. And, you know, six, seven penalties that we had, um, you know, the, I said six because the one on Julian, Julian just really just ran the guy over, yeah. right? Um, yeah. But, you know, six penalties, you, you cannot win games like that by giving up the many free yards. The other thing is, Chris, we talk about playing fast. When we played the week before against Robert Morris, we was at the speed of 18, which is where we want to be. In this game, we was only at the speed of 17.55. And, and, and most people say, okay, coach, now wh wh what does that mean? What that mean is, is that you're straining too hard to try to play for four quarters. And if you're not playing that fast, then it makes everything else harder. And um, and and man, it, it it was a it was a tough game because of that. Um, the other thing we talked about that we had to do was start fast. That means that the defense got to get four stops in the first four drives, um, and we was able to do that defensively. That means no touchdowns in the first four drives, so they kicked field goals, which is really good. Um, but when you look at the offense, it's three for five you got to score three touchdowns out of the first five drives. And we weren't able to do that. We scored one, and, and now you're in a dogfight. And, and so, um, you know, th these are the type of things that we're trying to learn, you know, as a football team to, um, you know, handle and take care of. And, and um, you must do those things if you're going to win games on the road against a top-ten team. Coach, you uh, speak of that of that touchdown, and and you led for a lot of the first half thanks to an amazing TD from from your quarterback Haj Malik Williams. Uh, it's already got thirty five thousand views from the clip that they put on on ESPN Plus. Take me through that twenty yard scramble, leap into the end zone for a touchdown. Well, it, it's you know it's what Haj does, right? He he's able to um, get into his pass progression. And they was in a man-to-man. -man. And, you know, when you're in man-to-man, -man, you're watching your man. You're not watching the quarterback. And everybody was kind of, you know, out there in, in man coverage. The, the rush came, and, and I don't know how he got out of it, but, but he gets <laughs> yeah. out of it. And once he gets to the second level, it's going to be hard to stop him from 20-something yards out. I mean, he's going to score every time. And um, great move at the end to dive over the top. Um, of the defender and getting in the end zone. But we know we're going to get that from Haj Malik Williams at least once a game if we get into the red zone and he decides to take off. It's going to be a touchdown. After the first quarter, your team was up 7-3. to three. There were 51,000 in there. Maybe about 300 of them were wearing orange. Everybody else uh, for homecoming. That place was was packed. It was an electric atmosphere. 
Snoop Dogg was there. Rick Ross was there. All right, it was it was all the bells and whistles. I thought your team, although you know there's a lot of things to do better, I thought they handled the atmosphere well. And when your team was up 7-3 to three after one quarter, you could hear a pin drop in that play. Absolutely. I mean, but th that's what you want, right? You, you want to be able to, to quiet the crowd now. And, and we was able to do that in the first half. And, and really, I, I never felt that the crowd was, you know, really a factor into the football game because of how the game was going. Um, you know, they, they score – a touchdown middle in the third quarter um, to kind of get some separation right there. Um, nice, nice play call. Uh, you know, roll out, throw back to the tight end, dragging across the field. Takes a long time for that to happen. Um, they drew it up and, and um, called it. it. It was a great call at that moment. Uh, called, called our safety sleeping on that because they were so, you know, being so aggressive towards where the quarterback was running. Um, and, and they executed that, and, and um, so it was really good. But I, I don't think the atmosphere or anything like that had um, anything to do with it, man. That, that Jackson State football team is, is everything that everybody say, um, everything that's been written and been said about this team is true. Yeah, and you were still in a pretty good position leading 7-3, to three, and then the opening play of a drive – Haj Malik gets hit from his blind side. Um, the ball pops out as, as he was ready to throw, and then um, he was shaken up a little bit. I, I thought that took the wind out of the sails. Tell me about that, how he recovered from it, and, and how he's feeling now. Well, Mr. 45, um, the linebacker, Aubrey Miller from Jackson State, did yeah. a heck of a job coming off the edge and, and making that happen. I, th I thought he had a great game. I really – thought he was the, the most impactful player on their defense that really, you know, caused that to happen, which then causes everything else to happen that they went on into the football game. So um, it, it was just a great move and a great play by him. Um, you know, we had the play dialed up. We, we knew what we wanted. Um, I, we, we thought we had, you know, the, the defender beat. Um, but, hey, that's why you pay them dudes up front, man. You, you got to get to the quarterback before he can release that ball, and, and they was able to do that. But, you know, Hodge was um, shaken out and, and taken out for, for a drive or two and, and um, was able to come back. It was an elbow that got real tight, a muscle. Um, so we was able to get the, um, the cramp out of it, and, and he was able to come back and, and uh, try to, you know, finish that game. And, to your point, I mean, it really did. It was an impactful um, play, and it really kind of changed the momentum of what our offense could do um, against their defense. But our defense, great job by them yep. coming on the football field and holding them guys to three points again. And uh, with all that said, you're still leading seven to six. Yep. Yeah, and, and your defense holding one of the highest scoring offenses in the entire country. Th these guys were averaging nearly 45 points per game, Coach. Your defense held them to just 22 points, in, including a late touchdown. W what did you see from your D? How were they so effective against that high-powered offense? Well, uh, I mean, we can play, too, and, and I think that that's what we did is, is we let our athletes um, play with theirs, but we wasn't going to let Shador – beat us with his arm. He, yeah. he was going to have to hand the ball off, and which is why we gave up the run. We gave the run to them because we felt like they, they we'll keep the game close if they think they're going to run the football. And um, even though the kid had 100, and, you know, 100 yards, that was by design. Yeah. Uh, um, and, you know, kind of taking a page out of Bill Belichick's book in the 1990 Super Bowl when they played the Buffalo Bills and, and um, they said, we're going to let Thurman Thomas run the ball and we're going to stop um, the, the air attack of Jim Kelly and, and um, those guys. And that's what we did. And it was effective um, the whole game. No doubt. No doubt. Um, a, a couple really, really stood out in a, in a fantastic performance. But, um, but Aaron Maddox, uh, he seems to get better and in, in more in control every game. And he's been very good since, since day one. Can, can you tell me about this kid who began his collegiate career in the Pac-12 at Colorado? Well, I, I, I really believe, Chris, is it, it, you know, you go somewhere, um, I think injuries happen because he, he was starting. It, it wasn't like he was just a backup there at, at Colorado. Um, he, he was starting. He got hurt. 
and then now injuries start to mess with your mind. Can I ever get healthy again? And um, when he got here last year, he was still injured. And, and so we had to nurse that throughout last year, which is why you didn't hear about him last year. And then the whole offseason, he went out and he trained and he got his body healthy. That was number one. And then when he came back from the summer workouts that he was doing, he was ready to go. And now everybody is seeing what he did all summer long to get prepared for this season. C.J. Tillman was a fantastic freshman. He was, a, he was an All-American. And then on, on top of that, Coach, um, he just, from day one as a sophomore, everybody knows he's a guy you got to stay away from, but, but guys aren't getting away from him. And, and Jason Williams, of course, uh, in media communication, he's a head-ass ID for, um, for your football team. And he's seen a lot of football. He's seen a lot of Campbell football. And he told me after this game, he's like, you know, C.J. Tillman, he hits violently, and that's not and that's not saying a, a, a dirty player or trying to hurt. But but when he hits, you know about it. He he just keeps getting better and better. Yes, I mean Chris, he's a linebacker. He better hit violently, <laughs> right? So uh, that you know he, he he really is the heart and soul of the physical play of our defense. Yeah, and um, he's really an emotional guy. He he he's, he gets emotional on the sideline. He's trying to get guys going um, and, and trying to make plays. And, and so he, he turns momentum with them hits and the ability to make that running back think about number 34. And that's what you want yep. um, out of your linebacker. So, yeah, he was all over the football field uh, making plays all day long. We needed him to do that. Um, when you play in big games like this, you've got to have your big players make big plays. And um, C.J. Tillman um, was one of those guys, and Josh Johnson was another one. Um, uh, an another week, another Big South award, this one for the Big South Special Teams Player of the Week in, in Corey Peterson. He might have been the Offensive Player of the Week had he connected on that, on that fake punt. Tell me what you saw here. And you can't tell me that the Aussie, the best punter um, in this league, the, the best punter really uh, in all of FCS, he can throw too. He can throw, right? <laughs> but but he panicked on me. <laughs> hey, look, we've been we've been practicing this. Yeah. Um, you know, this is part of our deal, and and um, we was waiting for a team that had the look that we wanted, and Jackson State um, had that look, and he was wide open, right? Like just like practice. But but the thing that happened that he didn't see in practice every time that we practiced it was somebody dropped out of the core and ran back. And so he thought that the guy was covered because he left out yeah. of the, the line of scrimmage. And most of the time in practice, everybody comes. We throw the ball to, um, to um, Xavier Kane, and he catches it, and, and he rolls. But if he had just did what he was supposed to do and just throw it, yeah. Xavier wide open, right? The dude who left the line of scrimmage is not even thinking about the pass. He's running back there to try to block okay. for the returner, and he's wide open. But um, mm. I think he panicked a little bit. But that's why <laughs> he's a punter and not a quarterback, right? So, Well, uh, <laughs> even with that, he is uh, Corey Peterson for the second time in three weeks. He is the uh, Big South Conference um, special teams player of the week. All right, we will turn the page, and when we come back, we will talk to – Head coach Mike Mincher about the big showdown in the Big South coming up. The top two teams in the Big South, the top two undefeated teams in the Big South meet in the triad. We'll talk about Campbell NCANT coming up after the break. This is Camel Call Live from the county seat in downtown Lillington. Since 2019, the Fighting Camel Club has funded more than a half dozen championship-level facility projects. This fall, your Fighting Camel Club donations will fund several new projects, including a new Gore Arena sports medicine facility. For more information, go to GoCamels.com and click the Give button. Thanks for supporting the Fighting Camel Club. 
Hi Campbell fans, I'm Christy Yarbrough with Remax United. Thinking about buying or selling or know someone who is? Let me help you make the right moves. It's important to work with the right agent with local knowledge and cutting edge experience. I can help ease the pains of the buying or selling process by guiding you through the steps. Whether it's connecting you with the right lender, home inspector, handyman for those undone projects, staging and prepping your home for sale, or helping you find the ideal home that fits your family's needs. Visit my website for more information at christy.remaxagent.com. Go Camels! Planning a tailgate? Then it's bow time! Bojangles has everything you need for the perfect tailgate, no matter how many fans you're trying to feed. There's the original tailgate, the super tailgate, and for a really big crowd, the jumbo tailgate special. And if you like your chicken off the bone, choose the Supreme's tailgate special that includes 12 perfectly seasoned tenderloin fillets. So grab the tickets, get that Bojangles tailgate special, and go. It's bow time. Better ingredients, better pizza, better brace yourself, because Papa John's has done it again. Introducing Papa Bowls. No crust, just a whole bunch of those Papa John's toppings you love. Baked to piping hot perfection. I'm talking crisp veggies, savory meats all covered in melty cheese, and those signature sauces. Try flavors like Italian Meats Trio, Chicken Alfredo, and Garden Veggie. Or get creative and build your own. Papa John's. Step into a quality home you'll value for a lifetime. Perfect for your family at every stage. Mattamy Homes focuses on what you value most with different designs, styles, and finishes crafted to work within your budget. That's why we're ranked first in quality, value, and customer satisfaction. But we don't just build homes. We create communities with instant appeal and enduring value. See what we're building around Raleigh, places you'll be proud to call home. Visit mattamyhomes.com and see for yourself. Welcome back to Camel Call, live from the county seat in downtown Lillington. We're going to be talking basketball in our last half hour. Campbell Headman's basketball coach Kevin McGeehan is here. We'll have a visit from Ricky Clemens, Jesus Carolero, as basketball season is just two weeks away, believe it or not. We are down to the final four weeks of football season, believe it or not. Campbell back home for their final home game of the season on November 12th. That's a Saturday versus Gardner-Webb. It's Senior Day. It's Parents' Day. It's the NC Barbecue Bowl. And, Coach, I know you're taking things one week at a time, but hopping back in conference, the scenario is simple. If you win the next three games, you will punch your ticket to the FCS playoffs for the first time in program history I guess it's pretty simple to get that message to your player when the scenario is like that. You guys hold your own destiny, don't you? Absolutely, Chris. And, and um, you know, that's that's what life is all about, is being able to control your own destiny. And um, it's all about choices, right? What kind of choices are you going to make every single day um, from the time you wake up to the time you go back to bed um, as, a, as an individual? And if you make the right choices to do the right things, then you will have the opportunity to live out your dreams. And that's really where we're at. It's, it's, a, it's an opportunity for us, and, and it's going to come down to, Chris, choices that we make um, today um, in practice, um, at home, when you go into the classroom. All these things matter. And, and so I, I look forward to seeing these guys prepare themselves and make the right choices so they can have an opportunity to win these three games. Uh, these three games as well, I take a look at it, and I really think these are the, the top three teams in the, in the Big South Conference, and it starts with probably, next to you guys, the most talented team in the Big South Conference. NCA&T is pretty darn good. They're 2-0 and in conference. They're 4-3. and They went on the road at Duke, much like you did at ECU, hung with the Blue Devils. They beat NC Central, um, or they lost, actually, to NC Central, a team that you beat. And then they have, they have taken care of business uh, in the conference against Robert Morris and against Bryant. So 1 o'clock this Saturday, you'll be at their place. It's homecoming uh, again. What can you tell us about the Aggies? 
Well, um, l let me start with number 33. <laughs> he's the running back, and um, this guy is special. I, I think he's the, the, the key to their football team, and um, I think he, he helps the defense play well. I, I think um, with his ability to, you know, make a play at any moment, um, it's, it's re real big. And so we, we got to take care of stopping the run and stopping him because they throw the ball to him out of the backfield. Um, they try to get him the ball 100,000 different ways because <laughs> he's that good. Yep. And and so um, we, we, we have to be aware of where he's at at all times. And, and we got to tackle well. So we got to run to the ball, which this is who we are as a defense. And, and we cannot take a playoff with this guy because he'll make you pay. Um, and, and, you know, so from, from that point, they, they got a receiver, number 88, outside. Um, he, can, he can run and he can jump. And, and so they're going to throw the fade ball to him and, and um, try, to, try to beat you over the top. And, and, and so we got to play very good defense, very similar to what Jack, Jackson State had outside with their receivers. And so um, we got to be able to, to um, you know, control that. Um, situation and and really put some pressure on this quarterback. I think that's at the end of the day, if if the quarterback on his back, he can't throw the ball to 33 and and or 88, and, and that's what we got to do. We got to be pressuring him all game. We we got to be all over him. Um, and then defensively, they got the dudes. <laughs> they got dudes everywhere. They can, um, you know, got a great D line. They got I think two of the best linebackers um, that we'll see in conference. And, um, you know, the secondary is, is um, you know, strong because, you know, Coach Washington is that guy who did it before. So he understands, um, you know, exactly, you know, what to do and how to do it from a secondary standpoint. So they well coached. I look forward to this. It's, it's going to be fun because it is, um, you know, two of the top teams that were picked. And, and um, you know, there's playoffs today, and, and, and we got to, you know, win to – get to the next week and, and do it again and then do it again. So this is going to be fun uh, playing these guys in that homecoming environment. I heard it was sold out already. Uh, and so it's going to be good North Carolina um, homecoming. And they say now, Chris, this is what they say. They okay. say they got the greatest homecoming in HBCU football. And I told them I would <laughs> judge it. Yeah. <laughs> Based off of um, Jackson State because they claimed it, and now NCA and T claimed it, and and I judge and, and I tell everybody which one has the best one. Yeah, because we we saw a pretty good one at uh, at Jackson State last week. My goodness, it was really good. <laughs> you know, they they had some some stars out there. You know, so it was it was amazing, <laughs> man. Um, what what um, Tion and and Jackson yep. State was able to bring to the football game. So it was really good to, to see. And, and so, you know, Antigua, man, they, they got a high, you know, mountain to climb to, to see if they number one. Coach, I, th I think I know the answer to this question, but, you know, we, we traveled as well as we could, a, a charter flight out of Raleigh. You didn't have to take an 11-hour bus ride. and Instead, you were there in two hours, but it was still a lot. Getting on the bus and going just an hour and a half on Friday, how much does that help the team? Is it as easy as a road trip as, as you think it is? Well, I, you know, again, like you said, it's an hour and a half. So either you're on a plane for an hour or, or you're on a bus for an hour. It's the same because we're going to get to the hotel at 2.30. No matter what, where we go, we're going to get to the hotel at 2.30. And so it's, it's a routine regardless of what it took to get there at 2.30. Let's start to get our mind ready for this business trip. And and so, um, you know, you're you probably asking the wrong person again, right? So <laughs> you got to be asking uh, Miss Knight how, how hard it <laughs> yeah. is, right? So I, I, yeah. I look and I say, oh, Chris, it ain't that bad. I mean, come on, man. We're going to get there at 2.30. Katie Knight, your director of <laughs> operations that literally moves hundreds of people and equipment across the across the country. Yeah, we'll, we'll have her on. That would be that would be a three-hour show if oh, we yeah, have her on now. Guaranteed three hours. She knows a lot uh, <laughs> about everybody. And, and finally, Coach, I, I guess that's just it. You have... This three-game stretch in the season, this at least on paper, the quote-unquote best team in this stretch. you got to beat all three to get there. But but how do you focus your guys back in after all the emotion of, of last week and then focus them to, hey, this could be 
the best team you play. This is a team you have to beat if you want to go to the playoffs. No, absolutely, Chris. I, I think it's all about process again. It's no different than what we talked about last week, going to Jackson State and playing them and homecoming and all. Look, when you're in process, you, you don't worry about the environment that you're going into. You don't worry about the pressures that's outside. And, and, and so you got to train people to be in that. And, and what we talk about, we got to chop wood and carry water, man. And, and what does that look like? As simple things every day that you do, and you don't change that based off of the pressure that other people try to put on you. Um, you prepare, you do it every single day, and then now you go have fun and you trust your training. And that's really the, the, the process that, that we go through, um, Chris. So we don't, again, we, this game, it ain't this Saturday. <laughs> we got to win yep. today, Monday, and, and then we got to win tomorrow on Tuesday. Um, and, and that sounds cliche but it's really life, right? I mean, how do you become a millionaire? You save little money every single day of your check, and you will get there, <laughs> right? It's really that simple, man. But it's really that hard to do is to stay in the mundane and enjoy it and love it and stay in process. That is a little bit easier when you get an NFL paycheck <laughs> and when you uh, get a paycheck from somewhere else. Just, just to let you know the next time you use that line. All right. Um, Coach Minner and the team will be back in the Big South Conference. Two 2-0 two teams battle for first place. It's this Saturday at 1. It's on ESPN3. To confuse everybody, if you don't get ESPN3 or can't get it, uh, we'll have um, live coverage for you. We're going to start uh, a half an hour early, so 15 minutes earlier than usual, on the Varsity Sports Network app. You can get it through Go Camels or on the Varsity Sports Network app. All right, coming up after the break, we're going to talk some basketball with Campbell head coach Kevin McGinn. We're also going to give away four football tickets. A little bit later in the show, we'll give away four basketball tickets as well. Stick around. We are talking basketball. The season begin in two weeks. Kevin McGeehan coming up after the break. This is Camel Call Live from downtown Lillington. Since 2019, the Fighting Camel Club has funded more than a half dozen championship level facility projects. This fall, your Fighting Camel Club donations will fund several new projects, including a new Gore Arena sports medicine facility. For more information, go to GoCamels.com and click the Give button. Thanks for supporting the Fighting Camel Club. Hi, Campbell fans. I'm Christy Yarbrough with Remax United. Thinking about buying or selling or know someone who is? Let me help you make the right moves. It's important to work with the right agent with local knowledge and cutting-edge experience. I can help ease the pains of the buying or selling process by guiding you through the steps. Whether it's connecting you with the right lender, home inspector, handyman for those undone projects, staging and prepping your home for sale, or helping you find the ideal home that fits your family's needs. Visit my website for more information at christyy.remaxagent.com. Go Camels! Planning a tailgate? Then it's bow time! Bojangles has everything you need for the perfect tailgate, no matter how many fans you're trying to feed. There's the original tailgate, the super tailgate, and for a really big crowd, the jumbo tailgate special. And if you like your chicken off the bone, choose the Supreme's Tailgate Special that includes 12 perfectly seasoned tenderloin fillets. So grab the tickets, get that Bojangles Tailgate Special, and go. It's bow time. Better ingredients, better pizza, better brace yourself, because Papa John's has done it again. Introducing Papa Bowls. No crust, just a whole bunch of those Papa John's toppings you love. Baked to piping hot perfection. I'm talking crisp veggies, savory meats all covered in melty cheese, and those signature sauces. Try flavors like Italian Meats Trio, Chicken Alfredo, and Garden Veggie. Or get creative and build your own. Papa John's. Step into a quality home you'll value for a lifetime. Perfect for your family at every stage. Mattamy Homes focuses on what you value most with different designs, styles, and finishes crafted to work within your budget. That's why we're ranked first in quality, value, and customer satisfaction. But we don't just build homes. We create communities with instant appeal and enduring value. See what we're building around Raleigh, places you'll be proud to call home. Visit mattamyhomes.com and see for yourself.
Welcome back to the county seat in downtown Lillington. This is Camel Call Live. The 2022-23 basketball season just two weeks away as the men open up on Monday, November 7th at 8 p.m. It'll be the back half of a men's-women's doubleheader coming up a week from this Thursday on November 3rd. Creek Madness will happen as it'll be an exhibition, a whole lot of fun, a whole lot of games, a, a whole lot of giveaways. We're going to have a good time as we introduce you to officially the 22-23 Camels. But joining me right now is Campbell head basketball coach Kevin McGeehan. He is in his 10th year as head coach for the Fighting Camels men's basketball team. In the last six seasons, Campbell has won 105 games. That's an average of nearly 20 per year. Those last six seasons, they have been the best and the most wins in a six-year span in the program's Division One history. Just incredible. And, and Coach McGeehan joining me now. And, and Coach, we'll start off with your thoughts on initially here, having not played a game yet, but, but, but your 22-23 squad. It's a, it's a unique situation, right? Uh, we have so many new players this year. Um, we also have a lot of new players that have experience because we have four transfers. Um, so we've worked really hard over the last however many weeks to try to get everybody on the same page. Um, you know, and we've played against each other quite a bit. This last weekend we had an opportunity to um, scrimmage somebody else, and I think that was really good for us just to see uh, somebody with a different color uniform on and, uh, you know, see how different teams scheme and try to, you know, manipulate the game and we have to adjust and all the kind of stuff that goes into actually playing an opponent. But um, I've been really pleased with where we are as far as knowledge and understanding. Um, we got a great group of guys. I mean, they're really, really fun to be around. Um, I think I think our fan base is going to love this team. Um, I just think we're I think we're everything that I'd like to have in a team. You know, um, we got to try to stay healthy, and but I think we have the makeups of being being really special. Let's first uh, go through your returners um, in these years of, of transfer portals and things like that. A lot of the Big South was decimated. You really kept your core, um, including Ricky Clemens and, and Jesus Carolero, who we have out, out earlier. But, but you have, like you said, a good core of, of experienced guys. Talk about those guys that you've known for a while. Yeah, I th you know, they're terrific players. Um, you know, Ricky is a great story. Um, you know, I don't think it's even told enough. You, you know, he came to Campbell as a walk-on who we – you know, had seen and really liked the way he played, but we weren't prepared to give him a scholarship at the time, and he, he earned a scholarship. Um, you know, he earned a scholarship because he is a good player. He improved. He handled coaching well. Um, he's the right kind of guy. Um, he brings a level of toughness to um, to our team. Um, he's a great defender. And so that's a that's a really cool story because now he's one of the best players in the whole conference. Right, an all-conference type player, just incredible. Yeah, like, and that, you know, that's – I'm hoping that he has a magical senior season so that it really can be celebrated, you know, how far he's come to – you know, and his, his kind of tale, which is cool. Um, you know, and Jesus is, I think, one of the best players in the league as well. Um, so versatile, um, incredibly um, – physically talented but also has a, a very very high IQ and understanding of how to play the game um, I think he had 114 assists last year for a 6-8 center unbelievable um, you know so you know between him and Josh who was hurt all of last year pretty much um, even when he was back he never really quite got his rhythm we have the two best passing big men in the league by a lot um, and that helps us play the way we want to play um, you know, so much is predicated on movement and sharing the ball and, and, you know, getting open, you know, cuts to the basket and drives and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I think those three guys in particular that have experience are, you know, really ready to kind of help these other ones kind of come in and come under their wing. And we were, we were very, um, I don't want to say careful, but we were very uh, intentional about the way we recruited in this class. Um, both our freshmen and our um, and our transfers, we really, really were looking for um, guys that just saw the game well. Like we wanted guys that see it, they understand. Usually, guys that see and they can pass, 
They also see things on defense, and they just have a good understanding of how to play. Um, and I think because the way we, ba way we play is so much read-based, both offense and defense, that recruiting to those strengths has is going to enable this group to really be kind of unique and, and really special. And you talk about those new guys that you're so impressed with, uh, a, a good mix of transfers and freshmen. Tell me about the new names and the new faces we'll see out there this year, Coach. Yeah, we have. It's, it's such an interesting mix. You know, um, we got Juan Rainier from Alabama State, and, um, you know, he's really good player, had a very good freshman year there, um, averaged about, you know, maybe eight or nine points a game as a freshman, which is hard to do. Yeah, you know, tough league too. And, um, you know, shot well from three. I mean, he's very talented and, and um, you know, went on to – he's basically made the Mexican national team. Um, and so, you know, hopefully he'll have some international playing experience wow. coming down the line here too. Um, and then we got Devin Dunn from um, Fairleigh Dickinson, who's really originally from D.C., he sat during his COVID year, so he has two years left. Um, but he was a all-rookie team player there and really good, just solid, just really, really good player and tough. And um, and then Jason Sanani, who was at um, UW-Milwaukee, he's originally from Milwaukee. We had recruited him during the COVID year um, via Zoom, so I never got a chance yeah. to see the place. Um, I think he really liked us. And at the last minute, uh, Milwaukee got involved, and he's a hometown kid, and uh, I think it was hard to say no, and so he went, and he didn't didn't love it. Um, I think they had a coaching change this year, and we were able to get back involved with him. Another really good player. Um, and then kind of of the transfer group, the kind of last piece was Jay Powell, who's coming from Jacksonville State. And um, he's a grad transfer, but he has two years to play. 6'9", um, long, athletic, um, way more skilled than you'd ever be able to see on tape. But we were able to go back and see some junior college stuff and some high school stuff. And uh, he's going to fit in really nicely. Um, just a game changer with his length. And then he's much more skilled. Like he didn't, he shot like a couple threes last year for Jacksonville State, but he steps out and makes threes and he can pass and dribble. And um, so really a good group. I mean, they all will we'll impact the game, impact our team this year. Um, and so we're super excited about them. And then we got two freshmen, um, Delhi, um, Anthony Delorso is from Australia. Yeah. Um, then Delhi's just so much easier to say than Anthony, you know. Um, and he's uh, really, really talented. Played like in a, you know, he played as an amateur uh, in a professional league uh, before he got here and, and did really well against grown men. Um, really good feel, 6'6", six, six, um, you know, handles the ball great, like a, a, basically a guard. He is a guard, um, but with height, with length and yeah. height. Um, and then Elijah is was in Florida, but he's originally from the UK. And um, he's like kind of exciting, really exciting too, like 6'4", long, bouncy, um, tons of energy and personality. I'm sure you've met yeah. him. If, you, <laughs> if there's anybody on campus that hasn't met him, I'd be shocked. Yeah. He is um, he is Mr. Campbell, and um, <laughs> and um, I'm sure he's going to be loved by everybody around here. He's, he's really a great kid. And um, he's, so he's got a lot – I mean, there's so much in there that we just have to get up to speed, yeah. you know, because he's, he's got a lot of potential and athleticism and um, plays with such energy. So, yeah, we got a great group that kind of complements our group. And, you know, a couple guys that really took big steps this year as well. Like, you know, last year as sophomores, after the kind of weird freshman COVID year, just didn't quite get there. But, you know, like – uh, G and LV have really started to get better. And Brock, um, Mason's been hurt, so, I, you know, he hasn't really practiced. So that's a tough one for me to analyze. But those guys have really made strides. Um, so our practices have been so incredibly competitive and, like, started two different uh, teams this weekend, like first half, second half. Like, yeah. I really don't know. If you look at the box score, everybody's minutes were between 17 and 23. Like, we're just really trying to figure out exactly which 
combos work together well. But the one thing I can tell you is they can all play. Well, so. and, and the last time we had a conversation like this before the season was what was two years ago where, where you knew you had depth, a good mix of, of, mm -hmm. of experience and old guys. And, of course, that was a team that, that set a record for consecutive wins and made it all the way to the Big South Tournament. Do, do you feel that you have depth again? Yes, big, big time. Yeah, I think we're, I think we're deep. Um, and it's going to, you know, we talked about it today. You know, it's like we don't have everything figured out just yet. Just keep competing. I'm not sure this combination might look different in a week. You know, guys, guys are going to get hurt and different things are going to come up and you just got to be ready to go like the next guy. And, you know, that might mean we play different kinds of lineups with size or, you know, smaller or whatever we do. But just keep coming because there's plenty here. The chemistry is really good. The guys are really bought into each other and, and what we're trying to do and um, just want to keep riding that you know riding that wave a little bit as we figure it out and and, and try to figure out how we're going to you know be successful like what's your starting lineup what's your closing lineup what's your small lineup what's your you know who, you know who's going to be able to step into certain roles when needed and all that kind of stuff but you know the attitudes have been great and um, I love the way we're playing right now. Um, and another piece of new for your team and, and new and, and exciting and guys that have seemed to have come in and fit right in. Uh, you have two new assistant coaches and, and one, one coach that you, that you promoted and Coach Long, but, but, but tell me about Coach Sanders and, and Coach Summy who are, who are new to this program. Well, um, you know, Monty was, Monty Sanders was on my team when I was at Richmond, so he was a his sophomore year, our first year, Chris Mooney and myself's first year at Richmond, um, he was he was a sophomore there, and he ended up um, finishing his career at Elon. But we've always maintained a great friendship. He's um, an unbelievable personality, like really, really good guy, great energy, really, really, you know, you can just there's nothing phony about him, you know, just. He wears it on his sleeve. He, you know, he loves the guys, and and it it shows. Um, just really a uh, a special kind of guy. And I think that, um, you know, you need that. You just that's really critical. Like not every person is going to be able to have the same kind of personality, but you got to have what he what he brings to to a basketball program. Um, and he's incredibly knowledgeable. I mean, he's coached at yeah some really good places here. Um, last year he was at Winthrop, but he's been at um, you know, Wilmington and Western Carolina and Elon. And so he's, he's very experienced and really knows his stuff. Um, and then Mike Summy, who I really got to know um, just in recruiting, like being on the road. And then he was at Bowling Green when they came here for the tournament a few That's years right. ago. Yep. Remember? And so, you know, just a lot of times when you host, host a team, you know, in a kind of a tournament setting where you're around each other for a few days, you know, you just get the talking. And then when I would see him on the road afterward, we would talk. And <clears throat> I was, um, you know, one of the reasons why he was so memorable to me through time was because his parents live in Holly Springs. Um, and so, and he went to NC State. So, you know, he's always been connected, even when he was in Ohio at Bowling Green, he yeah. was connected to the area. And most recently he was at NC State the last two, two seasons. So just a really good guy, very um, just – about the right stuff like you know and that, again like I kind of touched on this a little bit with the way we recruited our team for this year the transfers and the freshmen is like trying to make sure we have the right guys like it's not we're looking for certain things but then we're also looking for the right people and that's what we did with this staff as well is finding the right people just people that are bought in that you know you can count on and that former NC State assistant is going to help you pretty early or early in the season. I, I really like the schedule you've put together, Coach. Um, we start two weeks from tonight um, at 8 o'clock, the, the season opener, and then you kind of see what happens when the lights are on and you get ready for NC State coming up November 11th, 7 p.m., PNC Arena. That's a sensational way, at least for us fans and people watching from the sidelines, to, to start the season. How about that? Yeah, no, I mean, it's exciting. We always try to start local and play as many of the uh, teams that are, you know, in the closest proximity. Yep. Obviously, that allows uh, folks like the Butzes and, and, you know, people <laughs> that are um, close by and are, and are most loyal fans to get up there if they can. Um, and so we, we do try to do that. It doesn't always work out that way. Um, 
i.e. Evansville on the schedule. But we do try to get um, local games, and obviously we've got App State and um, Wilmington, which is – you know, obviously been a rival for years and will become a conference rival here going yes. forward. Not to steal one of your other questions <laughs> or whatever, but um, but we do try to get local. And, um, you know, NC State will be a great challenge. We've played them, you know, we scrimmaged them a few years back and gave them everything they could handle. That was in the Clemens era. Uh, we couldn't get a game at that point with them, surprisingly. <laughs> and then um, – and then we played them a couple of years ago, and it was it was a tight game. I yep. mean, we were in it for a long time. No doubt. I mean, I think our guys will go in there confident. We, we know we're, we're going to be pretty good. Um, you know, we got to work on some stuff, like in the game, and, you know, just basic stuff that evolves in any team. And when the mix changes, you got to make sure that you, you know, go over that stuff and have things and figure out who's in what spot and what role and all that. But I think we'll go in there confident and, and ready to win a basketball game. Um, we, we, you know, we, we think about that. We think about games that way every time. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think there'll be any kind of, um, I don't think there'll be anything but confidence walking in that building. No doubt, no doubt. And then you, 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 you hit the road and you go to the App State tournament. Uh, you come back over Thanksgiving, Jacksonville and Stetson, another uh, game close by at East Carolina. And then you talk about UNC Wilmington, who, who is really Campbell's oldest, oldest rival. They've been playing each other since these two teams were JUCO. You're going into the CAA, a heck of a basketball conference next year. Your, your initial thoughts about, about Campbell joining the CAA? Well, I'm excited about it. I mean, I, I think that's a place that we will continue to grow and thrive. Um, you know, there's some really good teams in there. Um, there's no doubt about it. Uh, they're, they're obviously um, more tradition, I would say. You know, the, the tradition is a little bit being carried in that conference by – teams that are no longer in it, right? Because we all kind of, they came onto the scene and we all got to know the Colonial or the CAA with the George Masons yep. and the, you know, Old Dominion and, and all the, the VCU, obviously. Um, and those teams are all gone. So, but there's still a lot of really good teams in that conference that um, that I think will be, will, I, mean, I think, A, it's going to make people really excited to come to Gore Arena and watch us play because there's just so many good teams coming through, um, and and I think it's I think we're going to have some renewed rivalries here with Elon and you know North Carolina A and T who we'll see again and obviously we have history with Hampton and you know all that kind of stuff is really interesting and then you're going to stretch out all the way up the East Coast to you know Delaware and Towson and um, you know Hofstra and, and Northeastern and all those places pretty neat. Um, we could spend another hour on this, but uh, you are a guy from Philadelphia, and it's a Philly sports lover's dreams, the Eagles doing what they did undefeated, and you're uh, Phillies, you're a huge baseball fan, and they're going to the World Series. Sensational. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. <laughs> I, He's got a big smile on his face. <laughs> I, I can't even really believe it. I mean, I, I can in some ways. Like, everything that I thought they could be as a team is happening right now, but – it just feels like years and years and years of like never quite yeah. getting there, and um, it it just feels like it's starting to come together. I think the manager has done a really good job of sort of pushing the right buttons, trusting the young guys, but then um, being ready to make this managerial decisions when he needs to that seem to throw it right back to just trusting the next guy, and then it, they've been coming through. I mean, it's, it's really been – it's been pretty magical. It's been fun to watch. This, this year um, we had switched uh, our phone service, so uh, T-Mobile gave away the, MLB, yeah. the, whole, yep. the whole season. So I was able to watch – I probably watched like 100 games. Yeah. Um, and so I feel way more connected this year. You know, for years it's like – you're kind of – you might catch a game here and there when it's on Sunday night baseball or, you know, a random – you know, when they play the Nationals, I mm -hmm. get that on Masson or whatever. But um, this year I've really watched them and watched them progress, and it's been really, really fun to watch. I mean, Bryce Harper is absolutely yep. lights out right now. They thought he was going to be good uh, in high school, and he's, and he's good now. That is – Campbell head coach Kevin McGinn. He almost likes baseball as much as he likes basketball. It's going to be a good end in October and November. His camels start uh, the season November 7th at 8 o'clock. For tickets, go to GoCamels.com. We will take a break and come back with two of the best, Ricky Clemens and Jesus Carrillero from the men's basketball team. After this, it's Camel Call Live from downtown Lillington. 
Step into a quality home you'll value for a lifetime. Perfect for your family at every stage. Mattamy Homes focuses on what you value most with different designs, styles, and finishes crafted to work within your budget. That's why we're ranked first in quality, value, and customer satisfaction. But we don't just build homes. We create communities with instant appeal and enduring value. See what we're building around Raleigh, places you'll be proud to call home. Visit mattamyhomes.com and see for yourself. Since 2019, the Fighting Camel Club has funded championship-level facility projects such as the Eeks Athletics Complex renovation for Camel Soccer and a new strength and conditioning space inside Gore Arena. This fall, your Fighting Camel Club donations will fund a new sports medicine facility, a new locker room for women's basketball, and a new digital media lab for athletes to work on their personal brands. Providing championship resources for Campbell student-athletes, that's the mission of the Fighting Camel Club. For more information, go to GoCamels.com and click on the Give button. Planning a tailgate? Then it's bow time. Bojangles has everything you need for the perfect tailgate. No matter how many fans you're test, trying test. to feed. One, two, three. There's Can the you hear? original one, tailgate, two, okay. the super tailgate, and for a really big crowd, the jumbo tailgate special. And if you like your chicken off the bone, choose the Supreme's tailgate special that includes 12 perfectly seasoned tenderloin fillets. So grab the tickets, get that Bojangles tailgate special, and go. It's bow time. Welcome back to the county seat in downtown Lillington. This is Camel Call Live. We are just two weeks away from the start of basketball season and joining me two of the best, not only on this Campbell team, but in the entire Big South Conference. We'll first talk about Ricky Clemens, and uh, Ricky has uh, been a member of this team now for uh, five years. He is an all-conference player, and he is one of the best in the Big South. And, and Ricky, we'll, we'll start with you because you've been here, you've seen it all. What do you like about this year's 22-23 Camels? Um, I have to say, so far, it just seems like uh, um, on one goal which is to cut the nets down at the end of the year. Um, you know, everybody's all on the same page, and it's good to be that way early, you know, so you can carry it into the, uh, into the season. Yeah, Ricky, um, you know, a lot of new guys uh, coming in, talented guys, but new guys not only freshmen but, 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 but transfers. How difficult is it to kind of get them into what you do and, and how you do it? Um, I wouldn't say it's extremely difficult. You know, of course, it's new for them, but um, – you know, I kind of pride myself on getting those guys up to speed and, you know, making sure they, you know, they know what to do, when to do it, and, uh, you know, how to do it. Alongside you is uh, is your running mate. He is one of the most talented players along with you in the Big South Conference. Last year, he was the only player um, in the Big South Conference to rank among the league's top ten in rebounding, assists, steals, and block. He is uh, Jesus Carolero. And, and Jesus, I want your opinion on this 22-23 team. What do you like about your team this year? What I love uh, about this team's year uh, is your team. Uh, we got a lot of guys that are really good competitors. That we compete pretty much every day. And uh, I feel like it's just the, the, the thought that we got coming in into every practice today is that you got to push the guy right next to you. And uh, there's no hard feelings during practice. And we, we're all on the same page, I feel like. And, uh, yeah, we're just pushing each other every day. We're getting better every day. Like, uh, like Ricky said, we're going towards the same goal. We're trying to cut the nets. And uh, I feel like we, we just everybody's on the same page. Ricky, would you agree with that? How, how competitive have, have practices been here in the last couple of months? We, uh, we compete every day. Um, you know, like he said, just knowing pushing the next guy is only going to make us better as a team uh, in the long run. So, you know, that's something we look forward to doing, you know, when we, uh, when we practice. Hey, Zeus, uh, your game is so well-rounded. Where does that come from? It seemed like last year you were, you were finally away from all the injuries and, and you really got to show us what, what you can do. Where does that well-rounded game come from for you? Well, this comes from all the way 
from high school, uh, middle school, probably something like that. When I was uh, in sixth grade, I was uh, a big fella. I, I was a little <laughs> chunky too. <laughs> Wait, no, you're kidding me. You were chunky I, I in middle chunky. school. I was wearing <laughs> goggles <but laughs> for games. That sounded like me in middle school, <laughs> Jesus, not you. Yeah, I didn't look like an athlete out there. <laughs> but yeah, I was super talented. I was a fighter. I was bringing the, uh, the ball up. And uh, yeah, I was all-around player. That was a characteristic that that came from all the way down from from middle school. I feel like, and uh, yeah, I grew up playing uh, playing forward, playing guard, whatever the team needed me to play. And uh, yeah, I feel like it, it gets reflected to my game today. You you see my my sometimes my point guard skills. You see my my center skills sometimes. And uh, I just trying to help the team whatever they need me to do so yeah Jesus you've told me about what you love about these guys on the court they're competitors what do you like about these guys uh off the court your your team that really seems to like each other a lot yeah we got a lot, a lot of funny guys uh Eli yeah that's a that's a Eli <laughs> LV yeah, it, the list goes on and on yeah they're really funny uh really good people off the court and they're really good kids yeah Ricky, your head coach talked about it. We've talked about it a lot, but but maybe for some of those that have only known you as a guy that's in the starting lineup every day, that's an all-conference talent that's going to do anything that he can to win the best defensive player uh, in the Big South Conference. And I will start the campaign now for you to, to finally get what you deserve in Big South Conference Defensive Player of the Year. But But all of that... Take me back to four or five years ago where you didn't even have a scholarship on this team um, what caused you to stay and know that, that this could be your path to become one of the best players in the conference? Um, I had a really good relationship with, uh, with Coach Smith. And um, I remember I came down on an unofficial visit one time, and it just felt, you know, felt like the right place, you know, um, not too far from home either. So, um, you know, like I said, it, just had the right, it had the right feel to it. And, um, I, you know, I knew when I got I was going to have to work, you know, um, a lot of talented guys ahead of me, uh, Chris, of course, Jordan, uh, Jacor, you know, all talented guys. So, you know, I knew it was going to be um, – I had a lot of work ahead of me. The defense, um, that's your hallmark. You have built your, your game around that, and now you are uh, one of the better offensive players, not only on this team but, but, but in the conference. But tell me about that defense, and, and where does that come from to, to make you be one of the best defenders in the Big South? Um, that's funny, actually, because I didn't really – I didn't play any defense in high school. I didn't really play defense until I got here, uh, if I'm going to be honest. Um, you know, at first I just knew um, that was that would be something to get me on the court. And then um, it just kind of became something that I liked, um, you know, picking guys up, um, you know, being intense, getting into the ball, stuff like that. Um, you know, just kind of stuff that, that gets me going a little bit, you know, throughout the games. So Ricky is uh – Pretty much close to home, just uh, just about 30, 40, 40 minutes away. Jesus, you're a little bit farther away from home. First, for first, how does a guy from Spain find his way for Bowie's Creek, and what have you really loved about this place here? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little farther. Uh, yeah, I mean, first I, I did a year in Missouri, Branson, Missouri. I did a, uh, a preschool year. Uh, I was there with one of my hometown coaches uh, he told me about this prep school and that uh, he helped me out through the whole process and then when I came when I went to to Branson Missouri uh coach Thomas reached me out one day um they told me about this school I mean when I when I first got to the States I didn't have any idea what what, what was a good school what it was a lot bad school so when uh when the coaches started reaching me out uh when I, the, something that, that I pointed out from, from Campbell was that that personal attention and like that 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 communication I had with uh, Coach Thomas. I feel like yeah. that was one of the, the biggest reasons why I came to Campbell, the way they treated me. And uh, I feel thankful to all the coaches for the opportunity. And uh, it is something that, uh, that wouldn't have changed. I, I love Campbell. I'm not, I wouldn't, 
if I, if I go back right now, four years, I would take the same decision right now. So, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, Ricky, why, why has Campbell had, had, such a, had such a great place in your heart? Um, it's, a, it's a family feel, you know. Um, everybody's close, um, you know, in between um, athletics. You know, all the sports teams root for each other. Um, you know, it just, it just, it just feels right, you know. Finally, I'll ask both of you this, uh, this final question as we wrap up the show. What is something that when the fans come and watch you guys play this year, we'll start with your Jesus, what is something they're going to notice? What, is, what, what are they going to love? Just that feeling of, like, that com com competitor mentality that we're going to have during every single game because we're not trying to lose this year. We're going to win. We're going to cut the nest. That's the mindset that we're settling right now in every practice. And uh, fans are going to see that we're going to die for every ball. We're going to fight on every possession. And uh, we're we cutting the nest this year. Ricky, how about you? What, what are the fans going to like when they come and see you guys play? We're going we're gonna to fight, man. Um, like he said, it's a very competitive group. You know, nobody likes to lose at all. So, um, you know, we're going to fight every possession, every second of the game, you know, diving on the floor, um, high intensity. And, um, you know, we're going we gonna, to we gonna win, you know. That's, the, that's the, the main goal when you go out there, you want to win. So that's what we're going to do. They are two of the best in the Big South, and you can see them start the season November 7th, two weeks from tonight, Campbell. Uh, we'll play at 8 o'clock the back half of a men's-women's doubleheader. My thanks to Campbell head football coach Mike Minner, our head basketball coach Kevin McGeehan, and these two awesome student-athletes in Jesus Carolero and Ricky Clemens. That'll do it for us for Camel Call Live. Make sure you tune into the Camel Call Friday podcast, and we'll be back next week right here in the County C. Thank you for coming, and have a great night, everybody.